Make sure you check out our Sunday School video on Genesis chapter 1. People often ask me, why do you believe? Why do you believe and follow Jesus? That is when I tell them the reasons I can give For knowing that my Savior with God in heaven lives Jesus who was crucified, just as the prophets prophesied, he left the tomb unoccupied with angels in his stead. And I believe, I believe he showed himself to witnesses, to those who would attest to his true presence in the midst of them, the many who beheld. So when the people ask me, why do you believe, why do you believe and follow Jesus? That is when I tell them the reasons I can give For knowing that my Savior with God in heaven lives I believe, I believe they preached in Jerusalem As resurrected Son of Man And enemies could not reprimand the truth of all their claims And I believe, I believe disciples suffered sword and flame They gladly bore the pain and shame to magnify the holy name Christ the risen Lord. This one great fact of history I'll cling to all my days, that one day I may see Him, when with Him I am raised. That one day I may see Him, when with Him I am raised. All I want, all I wish, all I think should happen to me may not be the will of the Lord. But it's my life, it's my song, it's my story that I'm writing, and I think it should be my own. At least that's how I feel till I see Jesus. At least that's how I feel till I see Jesus on the cross. At least that's how I feel till I see all he's given me. And then I pack up all my dreams and count them all. For he is writing my song. Now he is the author of my story. He knows the way, the way that's best for me.
This morning, we looked at how Jesus made the statement, I am the light of the world. We also saw that, that he tells Christians that we are the light of the world, or you know, more specifically, he says, you are the light of the world. But now in this lesson, what I want us to do is I want us to still look at light. But this time, instead of focusing so much on how Jesus is the light of the world or how we are the light of the world, I want us to look at how God is light. And God is the light of the world, if you want to kind of use that same comparison that Jesus talks about. Now, are you aware that light goes all the way back to page one of the Bible? You know, I think that what we see there from the very first chapter of Genesis is that God is light. And we also see that God made light. Let's take a look at that passage together. Genesis 1 verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. and Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So here we see on the very first day of creation, we see that light is created. Now, I think it's important to notice that we're not actually talking about how the sun is created. I think that what we see here on this first day is that God's light, because God is light, we see that his light is what is kind of revealed over and carried over. The spiritual light is carried over into the physical world. I think that that's what we really are seeing uh, on the first day of creation. And if you kind of maybe read this just a little bit different than that, I, I think that's okay. I'm just letting you know that that's kind of how I read it and that's kind of how I take this fact that, that God says, let there be light and there was light. I think that it was actually his light that we start to see into the physical world. But whatever the case, what we do find is that God produced light on this very first day on the very first few verses of the chapter of, of Genesis that we come in contact with. We see God is there. He is light. He creates light. That's what we find out from the very beginning of the story. So it's not by accident, and, and it has a long history, that Jesus would come onto the scene in John 8 and make that statement that I am the light of the world. Let's take a look at that again. Now this morning, we looked especially at this verse 12, John 8 verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And we kind of notice that in this verse, we see both that Jesus is the light of the world, but also the part that we play and the fact that we are called to walk in this light, not to walk in the darkness, but we are called to have this light of life. Now, Jesus is the light of the world. In fact, it's important to notice that, yes, Genesis talks about how God created light, but you know, John's gospel, it starts off talking about how Jesus is this light of the world. Let's take a look at John's gospel and how it begins. John chapter one, verses one, all the way down to verse 14. I want us to just look at this all together and notice how many times light shows up and there's no mistake about it. The light is Jesus Christ. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. 
He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming in the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came down from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is how John's gospel starts off. And we see that he's talking about the light. And there's no mistaking about it. This light is connected to God. We see in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We see that that word is actually called in verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So the word was God and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We see all this connected with this light of mankind, this light of the world. This is Jesus. This is God. They are one and the same, and they show up numerous times in John's gospel and other places in the scriptures as well. But John 1 starts off telling us, making us, making all these connections between God, uh, the Heavenly Father, between also Jesus, and then this word and light. All of this is combined as John starts off his gospel. And Jesus continues that throughout John's gospel. Now, let's continue on with this story. Now, we looked at these verses in this morning's sermon, but I want to read them again for the, the context of this conversation because this morning, we really just looked at verses 12 through 18. But now we're going to continue the story because the conversation continues on, but we didn't keep reading this morning. So let's look at that now. John 8, verses 12 through 18 now. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him, here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I came from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I'm not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am the one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. That's what we looked at this morning, but now that sparks questions. So this, this last thing is, he talks about his other witnesses, his Father who sent him. Well, they've got questions about that. Verses 19 through 24. Then they ask him, where is your Father? You do not know me or my Father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Once more, Jesus said to them, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. So here in this passage, we see that they do have these questions. And they want to know a little bit more about, you know, where is your father? 
who is this father that you're talking about? Well, in verse 19, one of the things that Jesus says is that if you knew me, then you would know my father also. That's because Jesus is God. Jesus is the light of the world. God is light. How do we avoid dying in sin? Well, he, he, he told them that right here. You know, how, do, how can we live in such a way to where we won't die in our sins? He told them that they will die in their sins because they're just, they're, they're closed off. All that they are doing is they're living in darkness and they, they don't notice this light that has come up right in front of them. They've got to believe that he is the Father, that he and the Father are one, as what's stated here in verse 24. He says, actually, unless you believe that, then you will die in your sins. Some of them believed. Some of them didn't, though. What about you? What about me? Obviously, we have to believe. We see and we can learn from this example that we need to believe these things. We need to see this connection between the light, Jesus, and our Father. But the story continues. This time, verses 25 through 30. Who are you, they asked. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. Oh, aren't you so thankful for that last verse? You know, we can also believe in him. We can hear these words and we can see this message that Jesus is trying to proclaim to them. In verse 27, we see that they just didn't understand what he, that he was telling them about his father. They didn't understand. That shows up so many times, especially in John's gospel. We notice that his audience, they don't understand. They ask these questions and then Jesus teaches them plainly, sometimes extremely plainly, but yet they don't see this light that's right in front of them. Jesus was speaking about his father. He spoke about his father. He always does his father's will. Jesus is the light of the world, but Jesus is this light because God is light. This is the teaching that is that is taught several times in the scriptures. One of the plainest teachings about it comes to us from another thing that John, uh, the apostle, wrote. This time, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. John writes, This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we... But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. Now, what we see from John is this wonderful message that God is light. So all the way back there in Genesis, you remember that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We also see that on that first day, God made light. Well, now we see this clear teaching that God is light. That's why it's not by accident when John is, is writing again this creation story, this time this new creation story at the beginning of his gospel. And he talks about this word that created all these things. And he compares that word to this light of all mankind. Jesus is the light of the world. God is this light. He has brought this light. John understood it. 
But we also find out that the other apostles recognized this too. It was not just John. All these other disciples understood that Jesus is this light, that God is a light, and the need for us to walk in this light is ever-present. See, Peter also, he's another one of the, the early apostles who he had to learn this lesson. Do you remember that, that Peter is the one who denied our Lord three times? I mean, could you imagine how that would be to, to live with yourself after that moment? You know, I mean, how just perhaps maybe disgusted at his actions he would have been for denying our Lord three times. Yet, whenever you keep reading that story, and, and John is the one that tells us this part of it, that Peter repented of this sin. He repented of his sins of, of denial. And in fact, he became a major influence in the early church. We find this, this in the book of Acts. We see that he's the first one who preaches the gospel sermon. You know, the first gospel sermon that's recorded, it's Peter. And Peter continues to write more and more about God being light and this light that comes to all of us. Let's take a look at one of the things that he wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Now, this is Peter, and he's talking about us as the church and what we are. Listen to this wonderful description. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. These words, they mean so much from, from Peter himself. I mean, keep in mind, you know, as you read these words, recognize what this means. Like verse 9, he talks about how that we may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now, that most certainly is true whenever we are in this darkness and then we come to the light. You know, whenever we do repent, whenever we, we turn our lives around, that most certainly is true. But with Peter, we also see that it's true at other times, too. Just like he fell away and he denied our Lord three times, he came out of that darkness, out of that dark spot, into the wonderful light of God. And then he also mentions this, this mercy that he received in verse 10. This mercy that we all received, <clears throat> that we have now received this wonderful mercy of God. Just like Peter is this great example of repentance, that he, he repented. Peter, he saw this light, so to speak. And he, he recognized the error of his ways, and he did something about it. He repented. But do you remember just around that same time in which Peter was denying our Lord three times, we see another example of someone who denied it, someone who betrayed our Lord. And that is that example of Judas. And, and I want you to recognize these two examples and, and how different they are. They both sinned against our Lord. They both denied our Lord. They both rejected our Lord. But yet Peter, he responded with repentance. He responded with coming out of that dark spot, that dark place that he was in, and into the wonderful light of God. Judas, however, he never saw the light of the gospel. He ended his life before he got to see that wonderful light of the gospel, that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, that really that sacrificial gift of love. Judas didn't get to see it because he decided to, to go a different way than, than the way of God and to following this light. He stayed in that place of darkness. He didn't see this, this wonderful gift of love, this resurrection that Jesus did not just stay dead, but he raised up from the dead and he gives us hope 
This is so many of the, the gifts that God gives us, that Jesus has given us. These gifts are something that, the, that James tells us about. The last passage that we're going to look at together is James 1, verse 17. Another one of my favorite passages about how God is light. James 1, 17, James tells us there, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I mean, this is a wonderful, wonderful truth for us to rest on. We recognize about how great our Heavenly Father is, the one who is the Father of the heavenly lights, so to speak. He is connected with this light. He is this light. But then we also see that he doesn't change like shifting shadows. You know what those shifting shadows are? You know, perhaps whenever you're, you're driving at night and you see that the headlights will kind of, kind of, create these shadows along things along the way and they just they shift as you change as you go down the road well so many times we see that shadows are like that they might move you know based on where the light was but our heavenly father he doesn't change like that our god is the same yesterday today and he's going to be the same tomorrow let us always remember to thank him for every good and perfect gift that he gives us Every good and perfect gift that comes down from above, from our Heavenly Father. Let us also keep walking in the light, just as He is in the light. Holy Father, Holy Father, Holy Father, Holy Father before Your throne I kneel in prayer. Holy Father, Holy Father. salvation out. I've been purchased with the price I cannot repay. I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, keep me near the cross. salvation out. I've been purchased with the price I cannot repay. I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, all through the word convict me of sin. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb.